Hey everyone, it's Ben and Rob from Edge of Wonder. Things are really heating up in terms of UFO disclosure after members of Congress confessed that the U.S. has evidence of technology that defies all of our laws of physics. So does this mean we'll finally get the truth about alien technology or is this just a distraction from the real disclosure happening with former military personnel coming out with whistleblower testimony of UFOs? And speaking of stars, the other kind of stars, the SAG Hollywood strike is still going on with more and more celebrities taking part or donating to the cause. The dismal response from the Alliance of Motion Picture and Television Producers has only frustrated people even more. And Hollywood is completely shut down. Yeah. <laughs> with, and with other strange headlines in the news, like Obama's chef being found dead and Elon Musk making a giant change to Twitter by calling it X. So there's a lot going on right now. So join us on this Edge of Water Live as we cover all of this, plus a live Q&A, followed by a meditation prayer only on Rise.tv. So we'll see you guys out on the edge of whatever that is. She did that on purpose. She did. And if you guys are listening to our Edge of Wonder podcast, please give us a five-star rating and review so we can reach more people and keep making this awesome content for you guys. So, the elephant in the room here. When are we going to talk about this Obama thing? <laughs> well, well, I was thinking we would jump into that uh, uh, on Rise TV, but did you want to jump into that no, first? No, no, no. I think I okay. think we need. I think we have to wait until Rise TV. Otherwise, um, yeah, it's. Uh... Uh, I, I did spend some time looking into it, and lo, 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 okay. To, to be fair, the Obamas weren't there um, at at their home when this happened, but. There's a lot of questions and a lot of weird things. That... Lots of questions. <laughs> Not adding up. <laughs> Lots of weird things. Yeah. And why, just, you know. He's not I the first one. y'all's people are rich. But why? Why is this like drama always happening? And who's the second chef to die? The, the, sec, the first what, one was. What was are these chefs seeing, bro? <laughs> yeah. That's what I'm wondering, too. I mean, um, I don't know. There's a lot of rumors flying around. And so I was trying to decipher what was rumor, what is true. So, uh, yeah, we'll, we'll have to talk about that probably on Rise TV because <laughs> we don't want to get censored already. Right. Yeah. Yeah. No, no, no. <laughs> let's, let's not. We'll go over there a little early and talk about it because that, that would be good. So. Meanwhile, we have all this stuff of uh, UFOs coming out, too, um, that are in the news in Congress, which making me like, I mean, it's cool, but at the same time, it's like, what, what is going on with all of this? I don't know. Maybe, maybe there is, um, you know, eventually I do think that, that UFOs are going to be more common knowledge. I really do. I don't think there's going to be this, like, idea of full disclosure that a lot of people like to like fantasize about but i do think that i do think eventually ufos are going to be or, or like the mm, or i guess you could say the full knowledge of ufos is going to be kind of common knowledge among the public and um so maybe this is just setting everything up for that so I'm wondering too. So, um, okay. So first, there's this congressman, um, Tennessee congressman 
Um, he's a Republican. He's he's one of the main people coming out um, in support of this. This is just a, we don't have to show this whole thing, Lindsay, but why don't we just show a little bit of this? Next Wednesday, July 26th at 10 a.m., the House Oversight Committee will hold a hearing on, on unidentified anomalous phenomena, UAPs. I prefer to call them UFOs. It will be held by the Oversight Committee on National Security, the Border, and Foreign Affairs. The witnesses will be as follows. Follow. David Grush, he's a decorated former combat officer who served in Afghanistan, and he recently told the World News about his experiences serving on a UAP task force led by the U.S. Navy, from 2019 to 2022. Commander David Fravor, he's a former Navy commander who shot the famous Tic Tac video that you've seen. It's on YouTube. It's 60 Minutes did a special on it. He did that in 2004 during a routine training flight over the Pacific Ocean. Ryan Graves, he's a former Navy pilot. He reported multiple UAP encounters during training flights. An interesting thing about, about Ryan was that he warned the Pentagon that these encounters are putting our pilots at risk. Wow. He attended the hearing held by the yeah. House Intelligence Committee last year, but was not allowed to speak. If you all remember, he wasn't even allowed admittance. He had to have someone gave him press credentials to get in, which I thought really stunk. Um, last year, the House Intelligence Committee held a hearing on UAPs. They brought in some Pentagon bureaucrats <laughs> to, who only had two answers to the questions they were asked. I don't know. <laughs> that's classified. This hearing is going to be different. We're going to have witnesses who can speak frankly to public about their experiences. We've had a heck of a lot of pushback about this hearing. We've had members of Congress who fought us. We've had members of the intelligence community and also the Pentagon. Even NASA backed out on us. There are a lot of people who don't want this to come to light. I've even tried to introduce an amendment to the Federal Aviation Administration reauthorization bill. And all that would do would require the Federal Aviation Administration to report UAP sightings by commercial pilots to Congress. The intelligence, I was told the, uh, the intelligence community shut it down. This is ridiculous, folks. They either, they do exist or they don't exist. They keep telling us they don't exist, but they block every opportunity for us to get a hold of the information. Now, that's a really good they point. They do exist. And we're going to get to the bottom of it, dadgummit, whatever the truth may be. Dadgummit. Yeah, we're done with the cover-up. <laughs> dadgummit. <laughs> needs to be a shirt, man. That's, that's hilarious. We're going to get to the bottom of it, dadgummit. Hey, um, where was that guy from? What state? Uh, he's from Tennessee. Oh, he was. Okay. Yeah. I was like, oh, yeah. He's down there. I, 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 his actually a Tennessee accent. That Tennessee accent almost sounds like Louisiana, and they're close. So I, I just didn't know hmm. which it was. Yeah, and, and then the other thing is that for the first time you have CNN actually talking about this stuff too, and Steve and CNN mentioning anti gravity crafts. Now, I'll just show like maybe the first minute or something of this, Lindsay. We may just may get one step closer this week to learning the truth about what the government really knows about UFOs. We call them UFOs. The government calls them unidentified anomalous phenomena or UAPs. Tomorrow, a House subcommittee will hear testimony from former U.S. military and intelligence personnel who say they've witnessed these UAPs and they say they defy physics. They defy known flight capabilities. Our next guest is one of those who will testify before the committee. He's a former Navy fighter pilot who says he witnessed the UAPs, quote, every day for at least a couple of years. I forget who they're going on here. All right, we're just going on video. That's fine. 
but can you fast forward a little bit, Lindsay? I want to see, like, I forget who they bring on. Was it Louie or is it just, just, yeah, just keep going. Oh, okay. They bring on David. That's David Grush, I think. So, okay. you know, when did it become anomalous phenomena? I thought it was unidentified aerial phenomena for the longest time. They keep changing the term. I, they, I seriously, <laughs> you have like, <laughs> they literally keep changing it. It, 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 it. It's like, depending on who's speaking and who's doing it and whatnot. But, you know, it's like now that CNN, you know what? It was funny. Like the Foo Fighters term from World War Two came from the, the term Fooey, like Foo. Mm -hmm. And uh, it'd be funny if we just started calling them dad gummits. <laughs> What's that in the sky, dad gummit? That's what they say down south. You know, it is. <laughs> Did you see that dad gummit? <laughs> DGs. <laughs> That's hilarious. It's not something you hear very much. No, it's <laughs> At least the perfect, where we're from. It's the perfect thing to say in a UFO, <laughs> like a really serious UFO <laughs> press conference. Uh, that's hilarious. Yeah, so I, I don't know. I it's really weird. Like see, seeing CNN getting involved now and interviewing all these guys and whatnot. It stinks, right? It it, it just makes me wonder. Like, what what's is going, going on? on? Like what's they, really going on? Yeah, there's you know? been so many years of this stuff coming out, and now they've just decided to land on this, like right now. And yeah, it, why? why this? You know why? Why like the thing about David Grush is that he doesn't have his own firsthand encounter. He is reporting what other people have reported to him. And I well, think, well, it, yes, but hit. But what's very interesting about Grush though is mm -hmm. like he's reviewed documents given yeah. him about these things right but which, at the same time simultaneously we do have actual military personnel coming out yes with firsthand uh, encounters directly and that that's what was uh, like Stephen greer brought all these guys out you know at the national press club about the same time that david grush came out yeah so it, it's it's just it's just really fascinating that both of these are kind of going on the media is only focusing on David Grush. It was almost like that's why in some ways I almost think that, OK, these guys are doing their own thing over here. It's too extreme. Let's have somebody else come out where we can disclose a little bit, but not nearly as much as what they're disclosing, because I mean, some I mean, what the other guys are disclosing is how they're using this technology for like human trafficking. That that's like some of the stuff that's really coming out. Wait, whoa, <laughs> yeah. So the, what they're what they're saying is that like the military industrial complex, you know, operating whoa, whoa, okay, outside wait, wait, wait. of the Pentagon, kind of. Like, are we talking about earthly type? Yeah, of no, 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 Earth. Or are we talking about? No, 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 no. I'm talking about like just like like they're using know. these technologies to further that here. Yeah. Yeah. Like bad guys here. Yeah. Yeah. Bad guys here. Yeah. It's like, like it's it, weird it, because it's like, I'm, I'm also quite sure that some of the disappearances that we're seeing aren't local. I mean, these are things that are <clears throat> the whatever other worldly craft are also abducting humans and bringing. Yeah. Them yeah. Up. I mean, I think there's both aspects of going on with this, but some of these military guys 
some of their firsthand um, experiences have been they've been using they've been going to other countries and they've been seeing like drug drug trading and human trafficking with these specific crafts that the military has and this is outside of any kind of alien you know activity this is just like what the government has itself and i i think that you know i i think that the main thing with the government is that they're just more fearful of of the technology that they have. I think at this point, it's like I almost think that they may start disclosing declassifying anti-gravity because it's like if they do that, that means that they have something else. <laughs> no way, dude. Think That's crazy. <laughs> because no, you're because- right. Yeah. And I think that's on the verge of what's happening here, because, I mean, that's what happened with the stealth bomber. Right. It's like, OK, they disclosed the stealth bomber now or declassified it. So what kind of what do they have now? So what Lindsay's bringing up the the patent for the TR3B. And it's funny, I, I keep I keep like br- bringing this up to different people. And um, and, and yeah, I mean, so it's like it, it's possible now. It's like, OK, you know, well, if if anti-gravity is now like slowly getting disclosed and they're going to declassify it, then it's like maybe now they have like be able to travel through wormholes or portals or something like that, you know, <laughs> where it's like we don't even need anti-gravity anymore. We can just like we don't even well, need to fly anymore. We can just like, you know, have like a. However, there would be no way to fly through a wormhole unless you had an anti-gravity slash, um, I don't know what to call it, like atmosphere terraformer. I don't know what to call it, but like whatever is around the the ship Mm -hmm. would have to be taking on its own um, gravitational field. So it bends. So from my understanding of after going through all this stuff for so long, it, it can warp and shift the uh, the gravitational field around the craft. So it creates its own gravitational right. field within yeah. it. So therefore, it distorts time and space within that capability. Well, and, and, and this would explain why these things can go through something as destructive as a black hole or a wormhole or slash get close enough to a sun to do whatever, right? Mm-hmm. Because, I mean, we've seen those in pictures, like, weird stuff going on that they've tried to explain away. Yeah. And, and they're already talking about this, uh, supersonic, um, plane that could pretty much, excuse me, that could pretty much travel anywhere in the world in like two hours. Like the, you're right. It's like the, this kind of like Tom Cruise plane. Yes. Top gun. Yeah. Top gun plane from the second one that they but probably even more advanced than that right yeah yeah i was just reading i was just reading about it and and it's like in its development stage yeah i mean the implications implications of releasing technology like that would change everything here so i don't think they i don't think i i i think you're right i think if they're releasing some information on something then they're way ahead of it Mm -hmm. yeah it's a good point yeah, I, I think I mean, that that's the only conclusion I can really think of. You know, I mean, it's like there's st- because they're not addressing the big things. They're just addressing some of these sky aerial phenomena, whatever the heck they're calling them now. UAPs anomalous phenomena. <laughs> yeah. But like, for example, you know, they're still not addressing some of the big things like the mouth storm um, air 
Air Base, the Air Force Base. That's the one where the Congress member asks directly during that hearing that was last year about this red orb that went over the Maelstrom Air Force yeah. Base and it deactivated everything like, everything <laughs> on the base <Right. laughs> and it's like okay can, why don't we address this and talk about this you know hey, but in so have you seen did you see oppenheimer yet i haven't yet i went to see it yeah how is it spoilers i'm not going to give you any spoilers give um it so you know christopher nolan he, he, that kind of like fast cutting that's hard to follow mm -hmm. i kind of felt like it started like that and it was a little confusing but then after about 20 or 25 minutes, when the story really like clicks, it was really good. Okay. I think it it, even up until like the very, like it was the writing up until the very end was like solid, dude. I was surprised. Definitely go check it out. And, right. and it's cool. Like he didn't use any uh, 3D or. Um, That's what I've heard. Or yeah, uh, so CGI. No CGI at all. So yeah, everything wow. that you're looking at when you see cool stuff is he figured out a way to shoot that and kind of get it in. And it looks very, it's a very Christopher Nolan style film, but it was very, <laughs> it was very good. It was very good. I, I honestly, like at the very end of the movie, I was like, this probably could go down as one of the best movies in history, like in terms of like wow. top 10 or, but now, now after like, that was because I was like affected by what I, I watched. Like now I probably, I think top, maybe top 25 or 50, you know, hmm. it was just very, it was, it was just very solid. Like, did you, did you go see Barbie right afterwards? I haven't. No, I didn't do, I didn't do Barbenheimer. Just the, Barbenheimer, yeah. yeah, I just did the Oppenheimer <laughs> thing. I, I'm in line for, for Barbie now. I'm going to have to go see that at some point. Over <laughs> week or something. Uh, yeah. I, I'm I'm actually surprised by how well that is doing, but I think a lot of people want to see. Well, one uh, anyway. I, well, it looks I like I'm sure it's yeah. I, I'm not I, I'm not into this like like I think there's a lot of people that are just like trying to find how it's woke and like expose it or whatever. And I'm just mm -hmm. like, sometimes guys, a movie just needs to be a movie. You know, like I'm just gonna watch it and see what I think. You know, I mean, since we were kids, they've been working liberal things in movies. And if the story is good, you don't it doesn't bother you. Like it's like there's there's different ways to look at things. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. uh, obviously, now it's like way overboard and and to the point where it destroys the story. It's like everything Kathleen Kennedy is doing over at Disney. But, you oh, know. man, like purposely adding things yeah. in to destroy the story. Exactly. So we got to watch trailer. Yeah, we right? do. Yes. Yeah. All right. Let's go ahead, Ben. No. Oh, all right. Well, you guys, we're going to watch a trailer. Um, it's going to be about UFOs, of course, because that's the <laughs> subject. It's a pretty crazy interview we did with uh, Robert Earl White. So check this out. I didn't want to go public without evidence because I knew no one would believe me. The entire incident happened about five to six minutes in total. My mom shouts really loud. Oh my God, what is that? What is that? At no point did the two men in black or the Air Force gentleman ask my mother or her friends, what did they see? They looked human, but they did weird things. The men in black, they said, 
you will report it as a helicopter crash or we will take your son away. The men in black play the narrative and the media outlets skew it back out. This was 1991 Project Mockingbird in full effect. Speaking of men in black, we'll be talking about the Obamas later on in this episode. <laughs> Definitely hang around for that. And uh, yeah, Robert Earl White's uh, interview was really awesome. Um, you know, I always I always trust people more when they come into an interview and they put they put those old white iPod headphones in and they're just like, I'm going to tell you my story. I'm like, I'm going to listen. Yeah, I'm in. Yeah, it was, it was, it was a really, really interesting. Everything that happened to his mom at his home mm -hmm. when he was young and and this is the thing, like when you hear a guy's story like this, I've said this before, it's like, how can you, how can all of these people that call themselves scientists or academics discount the amount of personal uh, stories that people have about seeing these things and say with a straight face that, that UFOs don't exist or that some like these things don't exist. It makes no sense to me. I completely agree. It really doesn't make any sense. And and it's like, you know, again, we're and I feel that the media and Congress and all these people are just focusing on the small picture of like, oh, look, we have a photo of a UFO, you know, and it's like, what is this? You know, or a pilot saw something instead of these things, you know, <laughs> it's like, yeah, it's like, here's a real craft that landed in someone's backyard and then men in black showed up, you know, it's like. Yeah, yeah. Okay. yeah well, you know, I explained that for me, Elon point. Musk. You know, always telling know. people aliens don't exist, and you haven't seen any evidence. Like, come on. Yeah, I, I still think he's 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 a uh, he's under you know, some like death threat. Under I think like, we, I would really like to. We've never done a series on the Men in Black, like just we, focusing in on them like who are they where did they come from true. like i would re and i also would really like to get john and his team to like if he could i don't know sometimes yeah. he doesn't like looking at things because they're freaky but like what the hell are those things well it's um well as for the men in black we did do a couple on the majestic 12 which seems you know, to be i remember that and that was good foundation of the men in black right. and what happened with that um what's very interesting is that when I was doing uh, the, the movie, the Oppenheimer movie, I was doing some um, uh, just looking into to the people in the movie and who was there when they saw the atomic bomb and when they well, when they first dropped it and um, during the test. And some of those guys are the, some of the people in Majestic 12 that... <laughs> No way. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Wow. Um, like v Vannevar Bush. I mean, he's one of the main people. Oh, yeah, is, true. Uh, you know, true. And, and a couple other other guys. So, it, 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 you know, and so I think that that where they probably got the idea for the um, nuclear bomb was probably through even alien technology and, um, you know, reverse engineering and stuff and experimenting with things. And um, yeah, it's crazy to think about all that. But um, yeah, so it's really weird. It really is. 
there's that's just, just such a massive rabbit hole, but yeah. it would be, yeah, I've always kind of wanted to do that, like more well, so who's involved, you know, it's leading up today. Too. Like it's, I honestly, after all the stories that I've seen and that I've heard, I'm more likely to believe that the, so that the men in black are almost more like the movie actually like not as obviously sensational as all of that, but yeah. it's like that. Or uh-huh. we're talking about it being something else, like not human beings that are carrying these things out. Like, well, not that, that really was weird that, entities. Yeah. And that you was know? actually um, Robert Earl white, the guy we interviewed, that was his impression of like, like they're like, they're not human. Yeah. Something. He gave an example of them writing something with a pencil. And he said it, it, it was like somebody who didn't know how to never used a pencil before writing something down. He, he said that was the best way he could describe that scenario with them <laughs> writing. So, so, so it, they, in other words, they just didn't appear. It was like they were trying to be human, but yeah. not doing a very good job of being human. And so, yeah. You know, like, what are are they clones? Are they like, what are they? I want to know what these things are, man. Shape shifting reptilians. Probably there's different answers for a bunch of different stories. Probably like if we got a a few really different um, stories that we could tell, then maybe we could get John to remote view something and Hmm. find out what's going on. You know, that would be really cool. John, you guys. So anybody watching John Vivanco is a friend of ours. I do a show with him called metaphysical and he is a, he and his team are remote viewers and they find, you know, non-local information, which is basically information um, that you can't necessarily get by opening up a book or doing a Google search. (laughs) Like they're finding things through using um, abilities to, to, to get them. And they have a, a very high um, percentage of accuracy with these, with what they find. Cause they're not relying on one person or anything like that. Mm-hmm. Yeah. This was a recent episode, JC Brown's tunnel, the lost Lemurian city. I highly recommend you guys check out the entire Mount Shasta series. It's, it's mind blowing stuff. Yeah. Great, great work. Well, um, I thought so. Okay, from here we can go in a different different directions. There are some. There was an article that I found from Daily Mail. They did have the most compelling top UFO photos, um, in the world actually that they compiled. And I was looking at this, and you know, sometimes I see these things and I'm like, okay, whatever. But actually, there. There is some interesting um, points to this. So, Lindsay, why don't you bring this up and we can just kind of go over a little bit of this. We don't have to spend that much time on it. What did you say? Oh, it's loading. Sorry, guys. It's loading. Yeah, yeah. Daily Mail stuff. There's just so much content. (laughs) Yeah. Crap on their stuff with ads and everything else. Um, Some of these go all the way back to 1950s, and then um, the more recent ones are in the 2000s. Um, This very first one, though, this is the one from Turkey. Uh, Actually, scroll down to the very first one. They're just going to show screenshots of this. Um, I did put the actual video in here, but this is the one from Turkey that these two guys – 
Uh, look at that. Oh, delicious. Yeah. <laughs> this is from Turkey. Wow. That did look like a little alien baby. Just I was thinking that too. No, I'm sure. Anyway, um, ad popped up. Okay. Anyway, so yeah. So these guys took uh, various from 2007 to 2009. They did take. There was these crap, man, this, this ad keeps popping like, up. Look at his little cute smiling face. He's like, yeah, hi, popped up again. It's like we're trying to uh, look at an alien thing. All right. Yeah. So anyway, from 2007 to 2009, they were seeing this, these crafts off the um, coast here in Turkey. Wow. And one of them, when you zoomed in, did have... Go go go! Wait, scroll back up, Lindsay. Wait, wait. We're I wasn't done talking about it. Where shows? No, scroll back up a little bit more. There, right there. So the the photo we're seeing on the right looks like your stereotypical gray alien, and the, when you zoomed in on the high footage of the craft that's you mean, on, the you left, mean high res footage? The high res footage. Okay. Footage. Yeah. Sorry. That's what came out. So. These like two alien crafts or alien body or aliens that look like they're they're flying this craft. Now, where are they in the front in the windshield or whatever? Yeah. Do you see those two heads um, in the center in the in the photo? Oh, yeah. Yeah. Whoa, dude. Yeah. So you can actually see them in this in this image. John, John D'Souza has brought this up uh, as well a couple of times. And um, this one is interesting because the conversation the two guys are having i mean obviously they're they're speaking turkish but wait those um, aliens speak turkish they did yeah they You're do talking actually. about the conversation they're having in the spaceship right now yeah they, uh, <laughs> wait no Lindsay, go, go Dad, it, ben. <laughs> we're gonna we're gonna go through the list Lindsay. <laughs> so yeah yeah okay so um anyway that one they do bring that up in this article and that one's very interesting. This one's from 2003 in Wisconsin. How do you pronounce that city? Where is it? Cheyenne? Way Where is it? Okay. I don't even know. Sounds Native American. Maybe Wayowega, Wisconsin? Yeah. I mean, it is Native American. I just didn't know how to pronounce it. So this is another one that's kind of famous that's been making the rounds on the internet as well. Um, the interesting things about these ones that they compiled, the, there's a lot more uh, credibility to them. So <clears throat> most likely, I mean, again, you know, something like this, we don't know if this is like military or if this is, uh, you know, an actual alien craft. Yeah. Yeah. It's hard so, to tell. Let me scroll down a little bit. That what? one's that one's really it's like interesting. a noodle. Yeah, it does. It's a space noodle. It's an unidentified flying noodle. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's just showing it where it is. Um, we can go back to that one, uh, like maybe on Friday. I want to. I want to see if I can find that video. Oh, that looks like De Glock or something. Uh, yeah. Th so this is in Oregon in uh, 1950. This is from a farmer who saw this. Um, Carl Sagan, uh, he didn't believe in, in this photo, actually. So, you know, again, it's kind of hard. Although that's interesting. I mean, seeing it from afar like that. Yeah, that's like pretty good photo. <laughs> yeah. 
This next one is one that we've brought up on the show when this came out. Yeah. What makes this so unique is that this was taken um, and no one knew that there was this UFO in the photo. This was over Costa Rica. They were doing some kind of survey over Costa Rica in 1971. No one even knew that this photo existed. It was in the and it, it was found in the official Costa Rica government archives. And someone was looking through it to uh, and it, sh- it said the guy's name, I think, in this article. But someone, this guy was looking through it, um, looking for something very specific related to Costa Rica, and he just happened to find this photo, and it, it went viral a couple years ago for the first time, and was brought out. And no one even knew it existed. So that um, the best ever picture of a UFO has been restored after 50 years. And it still looks like a disc. Yeah, it does with a hole on top. (laughs) It still looks like a top. Yeah. So I don't know. But that's what makes that one so cool. Again, it's hard to say if it's it's an alien. Is it? It's all it's interesting that like the we have these notions about what a UFO would really look like, you know, Mm -hmm. with these like newer um, these newer movies that have come out. And it's like, yes, yeah, they're just metal discs. Still metal discs. Still still (laughs) just like the 1950s. They have not gotten, you know. They have not followed the notions that human beings have of what those things look like. And from a lot of the in, like military whistleblower people, they, 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 they describe they're very extremely basic inside. Um, there's like the ones that have seen the inside of them. There's not much there. Weren't so, we talking last Friday or whatever about this UFO that was small on the outside, but you got in and it was really yeah. big. Yeah, we were. I, said, I forgot to tell you this. I sent that link to John during the show and I was like, dude, check this out. And he was like, yeah, he's like, we've looked into this. And he's like, it's he said that they found that it was true. And like the there's this weird technology that like when you walk in, it's this like massive room and then it's the small thing on the. It's so weird, dude. Like yeah, what, it is it's I mean, like, you're... out of technologies that we've heard about, like think for a moment how freaking weird that is. Like if you had that technology, you could have a little door in the middle of nowhere and you walk in and it's just like massive. Well, I base. Yeah. I mean, I mean all of it, right. I mean, you you could have like a tiny little house on the outside and you walk in and it's just like massive castle. All of the technology that we've been talking about when it comes to UFOs are usually like time travel, uh, you know, propulsion, all of this stuff. And it's like, what the hell is that? Like what kind of physics would cause that? Like look outside, walk in and it's massive. The the only thing I can think of, it's something like dimensional where, where you're, you're like once you're inside of it, you're almost like in a, in a different dimension or it alters the dimensional space or it alters it. Yeah. And then, and it's hard to say whether it's some kind of technology doing that. If it's just the, it has to be. Think I guess it. it has to be some kind of technology piece, you know, something or another doing but to it. have like. Yeah. Are you entering into a more microscopic space? Do you get what I'm saying? Like mm-hmm. maybe I don't I just yeah, I don't understand how that would work. It's so interesting. Like, yeah, Harry Potter makes sense because it's like some magicians did it. But 
technology wise, how would that even work on a ship? Yeah, I know. I know. That's really weird to think. It about. is weird to think about it. Like the, the only thing I can think about is like, yeah, once you walk in, it, it's like almost like you're entering a portal and you're in. Oh, sorry, you're almost its own. It's its own dimensional, dimensional space. space. That's the only thing I can think of. But yeah, you're still there. Yeah, yeah, yeah. this is mind blowing. So, OK, know? what if what if I'm sorry, I just really. Yeah, no, this is cool. What if <laughs> you what if. Uh, all right. So it's the same size but everything has shrunk slightly. So you walk in. Oh, and wow. That's, that's and then it's a much broader open space that you can use for the, do you get what I mean? Yeah. So instead of, wow. Okay. Yeah. So it's almost like everything shrinks once you get inside of it, but you wouldn't know that you shrank because everything's relative to the same size. Yeah. And if the, and if the craft <laughs> is, is creating its own, gravity slash dimensional field you wouldn't necessarily feel nauseous when you when that happened because That's it's true its own field that you're walking into anyway yeah wow that that would be a very interesting thing so the only thing that would yeah it's like the craft is big but then everything else inside it would would mic micro version of what's micro actually versions. there you're like half the size but you wouldn't know that you're it's dude it's honey i shrunk the kid technology yeah Wow, dude, maybe you're right. <laughs> it's weird, right? I want to know Whoa, what that is. That's you shrunk the kids was disclosure. <laughs> you see, wow, just full disclosure. Whoa, no, that is weird to think about. Or, wow. or what it would be is instead of it being everything gets smaller, it's a microscopic dimensional thing where you're actually half crossing over into a more microscopic dimension where everything is much larger. Mm -hmm. that similar but like i still don't know how any of that would work it's really interesting yeah not sure either but great movie i used to watch that all the time when i, I used to watch it too i think i yeah. even saw that in the theaters when it came out in fact i even think i have my ticket stub from that <laughs> i kept like when i was a kid i kept all my ticket stubs so that's funny. So funny. Yeah. The oldest one I have is uh, Back to the Future 2. What would you do if a UFO showed up and you walked inside and it was this huge room and Rick Moranis was sitting on a couch in the middle? I'd be like, I knew it. You're I knew you were still up. doing movies. <laughs> Somewhere. Somewhere. Yeah. All right. We can. Um move on from here um we okay let's I don't see know, ben. i'm gonna have this a hard a, time moving on from that last i know this is this has been a great conversation we to, actually we need to get into elon's thing right Eat. yeah Eat. we can we can just I, I it's more okay like now everybody oh. knows you know twitter is now x i think the question on everyone's mind is like if, if who those who haven't looked into it why is it called x and what's your thoughts on that well, why don't why don't we watch trailer and then when we get back we'll discuss that how does that, that sound? sounds good yeah okay let's do it part ape part human hybrid cyborgs and terminator technology already existing sentient robots becoming indistinguishable from people no. 
it's not the plot of the newest Matrix movie. This is our reality. A transhumanist one. How does transcending humanism tie into eugenics, Darwinism, and even cloning? Is there any part of our world that transhumanism hasn't touched? Is resistance futile? How can we rage against the machine? Well, hello, we're back. That was our transhumanism series. Ben, are you all right? Ben looks really serious right now. Ben? <laughs> ben is frozen. They finally got to him. The men in black finally got to Ben. His computer shut down. I kind of want to bring him in and just keep talking to him. Like, oh, I can't. Lindsay removed him and I can't bring his photo in anymore. You know, well, anyway, you guys, that was our transhumanism series only on Rise.TV. Um, if you haven't seen that series yet, it's awesome. It goes through everything. It'll give you a lot of information, make you the smartest guy in the room. And all you have to do is support our work. $9.99 a month on Rise TV. Uh, you get access to like over 400 videos. You get to be a part of our awesome community who is in our chat right now being awesome because that's what they do. And um, yeah, we could really uh, use the help, keep the lights on and keep us doing this important research. So, um, yeah, we're going to move on as soon as get Ben gets back to this um, Elon's Everything app, which honestly, I find a little bit strange. Like, first of all, just as having a branding background, like changing your entire brand, like a well-established brand like Twitter is a massive process that you shouldn't take um, – you shouldn't do it casually. Let's put it that way. Like, I think – it actually made more sense when Facebook rebranded as Meta just because Facebook is going nowhere fast and Mark Zuckerberg is trying to get a hold of the metaverse and like make it his or whatever. But X doesn't actually make much sense to me, like changing over from Twitter to X. Like, what are we going to call posting on Twitter now? You can't call it a tweet. You're going to call You're it Xing? a Xing. Yeah, like. I X'd my like some hateful comment. I feel like this is like some rave party from the 90s. I went and I X'd all night. It was amazing. It's very minimalist, too, this logo here. Yeah. Instead of the Twitter bird. And it's not colored, nothing. It's just, it's a bizarre move to make, like, in terms of brand decisions. Also, I think, like, moving over to X wouldn't necessarily be a bad idea if he wants to make an everything app like i kind of support that idea the problem kind of is when you have like like twitter isn't functioning properly yet really underneath elon like the the it's better in certain regards but like posting videos and stuff and trying to reach new people isn't really working properly there it's not very easy to do where it, it is actually working more better on like TikTok or something like Instagram, especially the video aspect. And he needs to keep up. Right. So I just kind of feel like the change to X is like it was it was done really quickly. And I'm worried that it was done haphazardly. But I don't know what you think, Ben. 
Yeah, no, I, I completely agree. Sorry, dude, my, my computer just like randomly dude, shut down. I was talking to like you frozen on the screen for like <laughs> five seconds at least before I realized you were frozen. <laughs> because you were just that's what like, happened to me first. Everything froze and then I just thought, well, okay, what just happened here? And then all of a sudden my computer just shuts down and reboots. So yeah. I just, I don't know. That was weird. We got but yeah. It would be great if we had a clip of you realizing that you froze and you were just like, Dad, gum it. And you flip the table. <laughs> we're singing Frozen. <laughs> <laughs> wow, that's the worst, dude. <laughs> yeah, um, that was weird. But anyway, um, yeah, so I, I agree. I think that it was a little bit premature. But so he's hoping to do this with this X everything app, um, which will essentially revolutionize the way we buy things because you know elon created paypal right and then he also is like a big supporter of the some of like the dogecoin and some of the other stuff so i the goal from what i was reading is that everything can be done under one app like you have your twitter your your finance situations and you know stock and everything else your um, brain chip yeah, it would all be in this one app. Your but... car, whatever, you know, Tesla well, and SpaceX. Your 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 trip to Mars now is on this app. <laughs> but, but it's funny. I've been seeing some really funny memes on from both both perspectives. You know, people making fun of Elon, and then other memes that are supporting Elon. So they've been they've been pretty funny overall. Yeah, but exactly yeah, like this is going to be weird. As long as he's got his head screwed on tight with his business and he knows what he's doing, I don't do whatever you want, dude. You know, I'm sure he'll make it successful. He's got that determination, you know? He does. And I guess he's got an overall plan for it. So we will see. You know, I, and I think people will, will just get used to it, you know? But it, it is kind of weird to like rebrand it as X. So we'll see. Yeah. But it's funny because at X, the, 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 the handle, the, the Twitter handle at X, some random person owns it. <laughs> so there's all these like jokes going on right now. I like who is it or whatever. Yeah. Keep them up this time. I want to keep talking to Ben in his gleeful state right now. <laughs> <laughs> Lindsay couldn't take it. She was too. He won't do that, she was too uncomfortable. He might get unfrozen and need a minute. <laughs> Dad, gummit! Right now, he's he's really is flipping the table. He's like he's got to restart his computer or something. So yeah, this is the logo, and uh, it's pretty. It is. It's pretty simple. Sixty-five point eight million followers. Who is this person? Is this Ben Chastain? I think this is actually Twitter. It's it is. This Twitter. is Elon. Yeah, it could be that Ben was writing before it was belongs by it belongs to somebody, but it looks like right now <clears throat> this is Twitter. Well, yeah, this is this is the the handle is at Twitter though. He was talking about the handle that's at X. So at X, if you type in like at X or whatever, I think that's what I did. But let me check. It, maybe they must have taken gotten it from someone or made a deal with them then if that's true but i'd imagine it's just some random guy if or it was at least can you see it do you see it oh no ben's right it is somebody right okay now. pull it up so everybody could see it all right so here it is this the is most popular gentleman in san francisco and this guy this is the thing this guy did nothing to get 26.9000 followers he simply had at x <laughs> 
This is a genius. The right place at the right time. Yeah, exactly. Either either he's in the right place at the right time or he's a genius. Hope he has a SoundCloud or something. Yeah, you know, like make something off right. of it. Right. right. Yeah, so that's that's pretty interesting. Um, and what is it like? Do you have any art? Do we have any articles here about what an everything app means? Like, what does that mean? Like, what is an everything app and what does it entail? That like, I'm what curious Elon about. Considers an everything yeah. App. Like what? It, what's going to change about Twitter? I, that, that's kind of what I want to talk about right now before we move on to the SAG. All right. We're updates. looking this up in real time. So yeah. This is the scoop inside Elon Musk's plan for an everything app to replace Twitter. Okay, Elon Musk's bet the house against the odds gamble on Twitter and is about to get substantial riskier with exponentially higher stakes. Why it matters. Okay, so in Musk's random tellings, it will be Twitter plus Substack plus YouTube plus PayPal plus Amazon plus TikTok plus WeChat plus Baidu all rolled into one universe marked by one letter X. Okay, reality check. So these guys are not friendly, probably, but Musk has been talking a good game about wanting to build new things on top of the old Twitter, but in nine months, he has run the place. He has done little of that. Well, dude, that's this whole effort that he's making now. Duh. All right, keep going down. Scroll down a little bit. Uh-huh, uh-huh, uh-huh. Okay. He's been plotting this for over nine months. Okay. He pulled the trigger quite fast. He feels it can transform journalism by offering an alternative to subscription models where people can just make easy payments for whatever strikes their fancy. So also PayPal, they forgot that in there. They did uh, forget PayPal. Yeah. yeah. Musk has been obsessed with killing the bird logo. Scroll down. I want to see this. <laughs> that's funny. I don't know why, but that's funny. Lindsay, can you scroll down? There, one of the memes I saw had the Twitter bird right with like X's over its eyes, yeah. like meaning like it, you know, died in the X. There are too many birds here. It was like the first thing he said. That's funny. That's really funny. Okay, man. All right, we're good. That's good to know. So we kind of went over that a little bit. All right, yeah. Ben, uh, how's we'll your see, internet? Yeah, well, it's my computer that is something that's, uh, keep causing it to shut down. I, I don't know. So I, I'm trying something different. Hopefully that works. Did you shut down mm -hmm. all of your, um, your tabs that are open? Your 9,000. Yeah. That you have open? <laughs> well, I did have 9,000 tabs, but after I, I, I rebooted my computer, even before there was, there was a one thing I was trying to download, um, a software for that's related to the, to the, to the camera. Um, I'm wondering if that's causing it to Oh. Just be weird because it froze in the middle of it. I tried to download it yesterday and it froze yesterday and it's just not that could have something to do with it. So yeah, sorry, guys. Terrible. No, it's all right. Always, uh, you know, when you're going live and on your computer, it's always you never know if things could happen or all they right. just don't want us talking about things. One so what's other. going on here with SAG then? <laughs> so, um, you know, the, the actor's strike is still going on. We don't have to go too deep into this. But um, The Rock actually donated seven figures. They didn't say the exact number to um, to SAG members. Now, you know, when when you think of Hollywood and actors, everyone immediately thinks like, oh, everyone's getting paid like, you know, millions and millions of dollars. But in actuality, the average salary for an actor collectively is only about less than $50,000 a year. 
Hmm. So, you know, it's, it's, yeah, it's, it's like, like, it's like a, a few top 3% that get paid everything. And then the rest of them don't get paid much at all. Exactly. Right. Exactly. Now they're saying that that's, and that's like, that's like maybe an actor who is doing this full time. Somebody who is like maybe working at like, um, you know, another job on top of what they're doing, maybe only $30,000 a year while the studios are making roughly about $12 billion a year. So, so. I'm pretty sure this is no, this is not criticism. I'm not, I'm not, this isn't a jab at the rock, but he's pretty obsessed with PR. So this was, could be. this was a strategic move for him because I, yeah, I, I would agree with that. the actors makes him look really good among all of them and they're going to want to give him work it you know, sure more does work. it sure does because they're they're going to use that money for you know obviously not like the a-list actors um but it also sends a message to those production um houses yeah. too a very yeah. specific message right yes yes yeah, so um that's what's pretty interesting about that but you know, and, and because it's, yeah, I was actually shocked to hear The Rock doing it, not other actors, but a lot of well, actors. The Rock was the highest paid dude in Hollywood for like a couple of years straight. Oh, really? Yeah, dude. No, he was like, right. he was like the, he made the most income of anyone. Many, 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 many millions of dollars. So, you know, seven figures, what he probably could have given like a million or two. And for him, that's like 50 bucks you know yeah i guess you might be right about that dude is um, loaded yeah loaded and so the so the the actors has um i, I don't really want to get into we won't have to get spend too much time on this but Lindsay, can you click on this thread this um sag so the actors or well the the, the people that represented the actors gave this um what is it? The A M P T P the, uh, we, we said it earlier. It's a long acronym for ba basically the, the head, the, the motion picture head of all of this, you know, it's like, here's what we're looking for. And some of this, I had no idea that they still were, um, can you scroll close up? Yeah. On can this? you, can you like zoom in Lindsay? this Lindsay a little bit? I'm not sure if you can. She's trying. There yeah. you go. So like one of the big things that they say on this, let's say that you have you like you go in and you're doing uh, a TV show. OK, but you're only there for one day. Let's just say maybe one or a couple days and you film everything you're doing. But that's going to go in 10 episodes. So everything you filmed will be in a total of 10 episodes. You're only getting paid whatever time that day was, it was like, here's your yeah. check. You're done. You know? So yeah. what they're saying is that, well, if this is going to be in 10 episodes, that actor should have some funds going to them for, you know, being in each of these episodes that was rejected by, by the, um, you know, by the, the yeah, because they would, they would have to fork over too much money to the actors. Yeah, exactly. That was basically a lot of things were rejected in this. Um, the other thing that I thought was should be normal during an audition, it states that no one should be naked, 
and no stunt actor should perform a stunt on demand during an audition. <laughs> and it's like, yeah, that's kind of, that seems kind of obvious too. Um, another thing that people were, were, were saying where, uh, where it was like, you know, someone already has a gig somewhere and then like an audition comes up and it's like, Hey, we want you to do this, this reading. But then it's like, well, I already have something set on this day, but they still need you to come in to read. And then on top of that, it's like you're reading a part that was already assigned to an actor. And this is also a lot of um, compl like complications that I hear yeah. with, within Hollywood itself. It's, it's, it's like, you know, you're already going on a call. Like you, you got a call back, you're going in, but then all of a sudden they're like, oh, we need you to audition for this part. And it's like, well, you know, and then it's like, oh, well, if you don't come in, then, you know, it looks bad if you don't come in, if, you know, so it's like all this weird stuff. So they're trying to like organize this and make it better for actors. And, um, and also like, there's like long shoots where you may not have a break and all these different things. And a lot of this was rejected. So this is why they're really upset just, about why it. Why can't people just be normal? Like, yeah. Just, do, just be fair. Like, don't try to make so much money and be fair to everyone who's working on the project. And then people yeah. are going to love you more. Yeah. And like oh, with, with the, with, like around. I said, with the A-list actors, it's very different. It's like, you know, they can do whatever they want. And of course, they're just coming on the set. And it's very, it's very different with them. You know, yeah, but this, I, I mean, sure. For like the, the, the top tier guys, right? But even them, there's a lot that hasn't changed in terms of contracts and stuff. Like I think it oh, it's 100 percent true. Yeah, they need. Yeah, to, you're, you're absolutely right about at. that. Like you gotta. I just don't understand. Like why? What's yeah. why? Why? Why are we being so stingy? Like just in with with them, it's even more of an issue because like Keanu Reeves came out. Now he has a thing in his own contract. If a company wants, if a movie company wants to hire him. He has a thing in his own contract that says, uh, you know, I, you cannot manipulate or digitally alter my acting in, in any way, shape or form. So in other words, like no AI, yeah, yeah. you couldn't, you, you couldn't, you, you know, Keanu Reeves, like you couldn't use AI to create. A well, Keanu I mean, he does have AI. also, he has some really hard lines like, no, whoa, and whoa. Yeah. <laughs> and or or yeah, I think I will. <laughs> That's basically all of his lines from John Wick I just said right there. <laughs> and then a whole lot of beatdowns. All right, we gotta go yeah, over to rise.tv right now and talk about some funny stuff regarding um this chef that died on the uh, lawn of the Obamas. What happened with that? We're gonna get into that. We're gonna do a QA and then we're gonna have a live meditation, aren't we? Yeah. So and how yeah. Obama, like what Obama is really worth. I, I want to kind of understand. We got to dig into that a little bit. Yeah, it's, we'll dig we, into that. We do. So if you guys uh, haven't subscribed yet, uh, please think about doing so. It'll help us a lot. And uh, you'll get to hang out with all of us and our really awesome community over here on Rise.TV. We could really use your help. And dad gummit, we'll see you next time <laughs> here on Edge of Wonder. Yeah. And by the way, I. The time that I had the near death experience. Elizabeth Taylor floated above her lifeless body. So I had Ben. What were you going to say? I made oh, her. Oh, no. I was just going to say I really like Keanu Reeves. He's really one of the good guys. All so right. If anyone thought we were making fun of him, we weren't really. All I have to say is if I was making fun of whether I was making fun of Keanu Reeves. No. 
Whoa. I wasn't. <laughs> All right, go ahead, Lindsay. Keep going. Sorry, Ben. And that was the time that I had the near-death experience. Elizabeth Taylor floated above her lifeless body. Tracy Morgan had a conversation with his dead father. And Steve Jobs said what on his deathbed? Near-death experiences are so common, millions of people have reported them. From visits to heaven and hell to Hollywood stories, this is a rabbit hole that goes deeper than we ever imagined. And what about the after effects of near-death experiences nobody tells you about? What kind of supernormal abilities are people reporting? And why do scientists suddenly care if it's all easily explainable or just nonsense and spiritual talk? Get ready for an epic journey into the craziest, the weirdest, the most fantastic, and the most beautiful information we found looking into NDEs. It's the journey of a lifetime, or should we say, after lifetime. Near-Death Experiences Part 2, Celebrity Edition, only on edgeofwonder.tv.